Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of December 17, 2023. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Christmas with the Council party on Friday, December 15, was a resounding success. Chapters participating in this event were Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana, KCB Next Generation, Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision, Tri-State Library Users, and of course GLCB. Many thanks to everyone who helped make the party a success. Patty Cox, Samantha Hubbard, Wen Wildy, Christine Cox, and everyone else who helped with cooking and or serving dinner. Deanna Scoggins, Brad Mann, and Chuck Runyon, and the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana for leading the music. Angie McCarty for her help with the bargain table. Joey Couch for help with sound. Natalie Couch for hosting on Zoom. Michael McCarty for making the visit from the North Pole possible. And Tri-State Library Users, KCCLV and KCB Next Generation for providing the games and holiday readings. And, of course, thanks to everyone who attended the party and shared the holidays with us. GLCB will be hosting roundabouts on Friday, December 22, and Friday, December 29. The time is 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. on the Zoom line. Friday, December 22 is Page Turners and Technology. Friday, December 29 is your chance to tell us about what you did for the holidays, your favorite gifts you gave or received, and your plans for the new year. Don't miss any of our Christmas or New Year fun. The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind will continue to host its weekly social hours each Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central on its Zoom line. The number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 763-689-4411. ACB has just announced that Claire Stanley will join the ACB staff as our new Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs. If that name sounds familiar, it's because Claire previously worked for ACB from 2018 to 2020. Join us in welcoming her back to the ACB team. KCB presented the 2023 James Carl Dotson Community Service Award to Mark Howell, Executive Director of United Crescent Hill Ministries, at the Golden Jubilee Banquet on Friday evening, November 17. Also at the banquet, Terry Turlaw, Chair of the KCB Scholarship and Tech Grant Committee, reported on the presentation of several technology grants during 2023. Dina Keck, one of the Tech Grant Award recipients who now lives in the Covington area, spoke about her award and how it has helped her in her everyday life. On page 3 in the convention segment entitled, Where Does the Gold Go?, ACB President Deb Cook-Lewis brought us up to date on ACB advocacy and other programs that impact our lives across the United States. Finally, on page 4, Natalie Couch, Membership Services Administrative Assistant from Louisville, 
helped us learn more about the hundreds of programs, information, learning, and entertainment available to everyone through Zoom and ACB Media. This is all as close as our computers, telephones, and Alexa devices. Get connected and get in on the action. Soundprints is heard 12 times each week on ACB Media. Listen there by using the ACB Link app on your iPhone or listen on your Alexa device by asking her to open ACB Media and then choosing number one when prompted. You can also listen on your Victor Stream by searching for Soundprints in the Victor Stream database. Find Soundprints in the list of podcasts in the ACB link. Just open the ACB link on your iPhone, choose Podcasts from the main menu, and scroll down the list to find Soundprints. Listen anytime, 24 hours a day, on the KCB information line by calling 773-572-6318. Be sure to check the opening menu for available shows as we post some shows from past weeks as well. For more information about Soundprints, to comment on a recent show, or to make a suggestion for a future topic, call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598. Page 2. All right, so Joey is the chair this year of the... KCB Awards Committee, and Joey is here to present the James Carl Dotson Award. Well, good evening, everyone. Before we actually get things going, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank my committee members, with who without uh, we wouldn't have uh, the person who's going to receive the award. Uh, they are uh, Patty Cox and uh, Bill Wright, and in order to proceed further with this presentation of the award, I'm going to ask that uh, Carla Rushville make her way up towards the front. And usually, when we uh, get around to presenting awards each year, it's always a bit of a challenge uh, to find people from time to time who meet the criteria for the different awards that we present throughout the year so it takes a while of uh, brainstorming and talking about people we know who might be worthy and meet the criteria and then sort of break it down from there and uh, that that's something that don't uh, take you know you just can't do it all in one go you got to meet time and time again and break things down as you go along and th- and then in turn that narrows your list down so all right thank you we are presenting this evening the james carl dotson award to mark howell from united crescent hill ministries and i want to talk a little bit about that because um when you think about it um you say oh we're just we're just um honoring a person who just runs this community center and you know that's that's what he does Mark does a whole lot more than that, and he means so much to not only KCB, but to many, many groups within the community, and not just in, in uh, Louisville, but, um, but groups that, are, uh, that, that touch things throughout the state. 
Um, when Mark came to, well, in, in 2014, uh, the Kentucky Council of the Blind held its first activities at United Crescent Hill Ministries. And some of you may remember that at that time we were holding a lot of things at the Kentucky School for the Blind. And the situation at KSB certainly changed. And not only KCB, but other community groups such as Lions Clubs and uh, some of the high schools and uh, some of the other community groups um, like the Autism Society and many groups like that could no longer meet and hold not only their, um, their meetings, but fundraisers, all kinds of things at the school. And so we all had to find new homes. Well, in September of that year, um, we had some things coming up, and we didn't have anywhere to hold them. And Mark wasn't there yet. Uh, some of you uh, may remember the previous director there. Her name was... Um, Sue Gentry, and I always want to call her Sue Wesley because Sue Wesley's in, <laughs> in ACB and has been in NKCB for years. But uh, but Sue Gentry was at United Crescent Hill Ministries, and so uh, I called her up one day and I said we need a place to meet, and she and she says well why don't you come and meet here? I've been trying to get you to do it for thirty years. <laughs> And, and I said, well, I, I don't know. Actually, I wasn't sure that she wanted us to be there that much. But, boy, she sure did. Well, anyway, so we started meeting there. I, was, I, I joined the UCHM Board of Directors um, after we'd been there for a little bit of time. And then Sue retired. And here came this person uh, named Mark Hall who applied to become the executive director. And it was so many people's lucky day when Mark came to UCHM. He was phenomenal. He just jumped in and worked with so many groups, um, enhanced their youth group, their um, it less, you know, after school um, activities enhanced their summer camps, um, enhanced their food programs, all kinds of, of community things, all types of things. I don't know that Mark ever told somebody they couldn't meet. I'm sure he must have, but I just can't imagine um, that, that it happened. The, um, some of the deaf-blind groups were meeting there. Um, he was just fantastic to work with. Um, he, the Louisville East Lions Club meets there. And so in, I think, 2016, we held a crossroads at UCHM. Uh, in 2018, um, maybe in 17 as well, we held more crossroads. But then in 2018 and 2019, we held our state convention at UCHM. And... It was, it, it was just a great opportunity for us to change and to grow. Um, that Star Trek convention that we had in 2018 was amazing. 
the 2019 one was the one that had the movie themes, um, where Amanda had everything named for movies. <laughs> and we had breakfast at Tiffany's and all this stuff. <laughs> um, but Mark was, Mark has always been uh, really, really um, interested and supportive of uh, community work, no matter what that community happened to be. Um, the James Carl Dotson Award is named for my father. My father was never um, the president of the Kentucky Council of the Blind, although most people thought he was. He was not. Um, he was just kind of um, making sure the, the boat kept getting rowed in the right direction of of KCB growing and so on. And um, so he was involved in his Masonic Lodge. He was Scoutmaster at the Kentucky School for the Blind. Um, just lots of other things. And um, that's why we named the Community Service Award for him because it was much larger than just, um, you know, stuffing newsletters or um, do, you know, doing those kinds of things. Not that those things aren't important. They are. But he believed that it was important to work with everyone throughout the community toward enhancing and growing the things that we do. So um, when they, uh, the committee began looking around for who we felt, I wasn't on the committee, but who uh, they felt would be a good recipient this year, Mark was right there at the top. And he has just been an absolute fabulous person to work with over the years. Um, one of his latest projects is creating like a, a little grocery for, um, for people who come in to uh, get food where they can actually select what they want rather than just being handed a box of food from, uh, from you know, Dare to Care or commodities or whatever. I mean, it's, it's just a, an amazing person. So uh, as a result, uh, we are presenting Mark Howell this evening with the James Carl Dotson Award. And Patty Cox has the wording on the award, and we'll read it. James Carl Dotson Award presented to Mark Howell for his many years of dedication and service to the Kentucky Council of the Blind and to the individuals and organizations throughout the community. No task or need is too large or too small for his personal attention. Kentucky Council of the Blind 50th Annual Conference and Convention it will be a uh, well, actually, we changed the banquet after we got the award, so it does read Saturday, November 18, 2023. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to do that. So, and Mark is on Zoom with us this evening because he was ill and could not come. So, Mark, congratulations. Thank you so much, Carla. Patty, um, it, it, I, I'm overwhelmed by your very, very kind words. Um, it's uh, a tremendous honor. Um, 
you know the, the um, I think the the work and the things that we do so many times um, we get caught in a frenetic pace of trying to go about the business of serving others and it um, you know, I've had a week full of being home with uh, COVID to try to keep people from getting that. And so it's been a moment for me to breathe. Um, but I tell you, it is, it's amazing because I get to work with people like you, Carla and Adam and Patty and other people that are a part of the K Kentucky Council for the Blind. Um, I, it, the, the privilege is all mine. Um, you have no idea how much my life is enriched by the opportunity to see you all come into our space and our building, um, to be able to hear uh, the ways that you all are serving each other, uh, serving the community, uh, and that we get to be a, a space for that uh, and simply just opening up our space. So um, I, I am... Um, Again, uh, overwhelmed is the word, uh, but I, I'm grateful for the privilege uh, to be in the position I'm in because it, it allows me and affords me the opportunity to make connections. Uh, people who are looking to give, people who are looking to receive, and to um, sometimes it's those who think they're giving end up receiving. Uh, and I feel like that so much more uh, every day in the work that we do, I receive more than I could ever give. So, um, you know, we have we have transformed our uh, community and our, our organization a lot in the years, but it's taken a whole lot of people like um, you, Carla, on the board and others who have been supportive, uh, who have jumped in and, and taken on the work and said, okay, this is how we need to be serving better. And so we have increased our um, services for people who are 60 and over. We have increased that for the kids that come to our program and really focused on enrichment and ways that we can help students not fall behind, particularly as we move through a pandemic uh, where instruction was lost and, and kids had some time. So that out-of-school time is, is very important. Um, and then just the amount of instability of people who are uh, working poor or living on a fixed income that we have the, the pleasure to, to help at times and to get them out of crisis uh, with the financial assistance that we do. And so I, I feel um, tremendously honored that you all would pick me for this award and I will stop talking so that you can move forward with your meeting. Mr. President, I have to say real quick that Mark and I are working together on a big AV project for the United Crescent Hill Ministries, and uh, Mark is doing a, a, a job on getting the big television uh, set up there in the room. So he's he's got a, a big old challenge, and uh, once he gets that and the sound system together, we're going to come in and put in the microphones and, and all that stuff, and that's some of the money that KCB and other organizations have uh, you know, put into UCHM, and that's going to help the community in all kinds of different ways. So that's just one more, one more thing for uh, for Mark there. Well, congratulations, Mark Powell. 
Well-deserved. Many of you are probably aware, but maybe not, so I'll take a moment for a shameless uh, promotion. (laughs) Uh, So KCB, a number of years ago, I don't remember how many at this point, uh, started a technology uh, grant to assist people with purchasing assistive technology. So uh, one of our award winners, Dina Keck, we're trying to get her on the phone to hear about her experience with the device that we helped her purchase early this year. It was early. Hello, everyone. I'm Terry Turlaw, and I'm the chair of the Scholarship and Technology Grant Committee. And we have three people who received technology grants prior to our closing of the grants while we re redid our um, materials. And um, the one who will be talking to us tonight is Dina Keck. Hello, everyone. I have the HEMS, the 20-cell HEMS, the smaller, newer one that they had come out with this last year. And the one thing that's impressive about it is that There's something in there for everybody. If you're a beginner, you can use it. If you're a medium user, you can use it. Or if you are able to use the advanced technology, you can do that as well. I consider myself middle of the road, more probably the medium to beginner user. And I got it in April of 2023. And I mostly use it for just ordinary, everyday, common things. It beats having to use a slate or a noisy braille writer. Um, I use it for taking notes, writing phone numbers down. Uh, I journal in it. Uh, One of the things that I really enjoy with it is that I'm in a Bible class and I have the Bible version that the class uses. And because I don't have access to the printed handout that the Bible teacher puts out um, and can't read that, I am able to read the actual Bible scriptures as we need them during class time so that I can feel as though I'm participating more within the class. So I really like that. (coughs) Excuse me. And I am also writing down Bible scriptures of my own. And I also like the, the hymns 20 cell because it's small enough that I can put it in my purse and take it anywhere. Well, I heard about it um, through um, Carla, and so I was instructed to call you, Terry, and get the information about it. <coughs> Excuse me. And so we filled out the forms, and um, I explained what I would be using it for. I'm hoping to go in and take some uh, computer classes. Um, I want to learn how to use an Apple computer, so if I can do that, I will also be using it for that. But I mostly use it for everyday common things, as I mentioned before. Um, So I just filled out the forms. And one of the um, prerequisites, as I understood it, was to be here this evening and just share a little bit 
with everyone about how I'm using the Braille Hymns Note Taker. It's my first, um, it's not my first hymns. I'm also using it. I'm on Bookshare and I'm reading my first long, very long Braille book from Bookshare. So I'm doing a lot of things with it and I will learn more as I need the uh, things that are in it. Thank you. I will also add that um, Dina looked for other sources of assistance and there was nothing uh, available to her. She provided a great deal of the cost and we helped with our portion. So, uh, Dina, thank you very much for being here and sharing with us. Thank you. I hope that that has helped. It's been very helpful. Thank you. Bye-bye. Page three. Our next uh, speaker, we're, uh, Where Does the Gold Go? ACB Action. And we're going to hear from Deb Cook-Lewis, President of the American Council of the Blind from Clarkston, Washington. And she gave a great speech last night. So, Well, wasn't this morning's stuff just great? I really enjoyed the panel and, and, the, and the other presentations. And my husband w- told me I could buy a monarch. No, he didn't. I was, oh, well, wait a minute. He says, no, I didn't do that. Um, so I really enjoyed the uh, leader dog presentation this afternoon. My dog sends greetings. She is not here this weekend because uh, since I can barely walk, she's out walking me even though she's 10. Um, but she is my sixth guide, and I got my first dog in 1972. And I remember th- telling my sister that, and she was like, were they, like, made out of stone then? <laughs> no, it wasn't quite that far back. But, um, but anyway, so I'm on, on my sixth one, and, of course, the challenge for me is will there be a number seven? Um, because of all the challenges that I've had. So I've become very, very interested in all of the special needs training that some of the schools are doing and big advocate of that. Now, um, I said last night I would have to do an impersonation of Clark Rockfall. Um, It seems that what we do at ACB is we take staff resignations. Apparently that's our biggest job. Because since I've been here with Dan Spoon, um, that's what we've been doing. So we are having a big turnover in staff. Um, I can tell you that uh, Clark's position as our legislative and advocacy director is open and advertised right now. So if you are thinking you are crazy enough to want that job, it is a big job. But seriously, very exciting. And, And I can tell you that... Um, in most cases, when we have uh, lost our advocacy directors, it's been to another wonderful opportunity that was simply better than we could offer, and that is the case with Clark. He is going to be working for Nike. He's going to be moving out to my part of the country and living in Beaverton, Oregon. And because of virtual interviewing and everything, he's still not been to Beaverton yet. So I've been telling him all about it. I'm trying to scare him into maybe not going. You know, you know, it's wild out there, Clark. There's like bears and lions and tigers and, you know, all that sort of thing. And huskies, those come down from Seattle from the university, you know. So anyway, um, 
we're going to miss Clark tremendously. Um, we still have um, Swatha Nandakumar um, as our um, legislative advocacy assistant, and we, as I said, are rapidly interested in hiring a replacement um, for Clark or someone to someone to do that work. I don't, won't replace Clark. He's amazing. Um, but but definitely someone to do the work. And when I have finished going over all of the work that we're doing, you will see why I said you need to be brave to want to do this because there's a lot going on. So um, I think what you're going to see from my comments here that um, really um, a lot of our work these days is not as much with the federal legislature as it has been in the past. That's because the federal legislature isn't doing very much these days except keeping the government open for a few days at a time. And that's not even a partisan statement. It's, it's just true. You know, we, we are seriously struggling at, at the top in our country with sort of moving the thing forward. So, um, so we have kind of pivoted a bit. Um, to kind of borrow Matt's word there, we've kind of pivoted just a little bit to really focus in on the policy work. And what we have noticed is that agencies are right there with us. If, if we can't get anything passed, if we can't get anything moved through, if we can't get these things implemented, if we can't get regula uh, regulations um, through for different things, then there's a lot we can still do at the policy level, and so that is a lot of what is happening. Um, certainly not everything, but it is a lot. Um, every year we select um, a few legislative imperatives. Those are things we do want to get done at the legislative level. And this year, once again, we will be having our um, leadership conference, which in, uh, includes um, activities for uh, affiliate leaders. We call it president's meeting, but really it's more than president's, um, but our leaders, and then also some time on legislative issues. And that will be uh, from March uh, 2nd through 5th uh, in the D.C. area. And uh, we're very fortunate to have a hotel that is incredibly centrally located. We will be at the Pentagon City Sheridan. And it is um, very conveniently located to the Capitol, very conveniently located to um, Reagan National Airport, and very conveniently located to lots of stuff to do. We got um, good rates, and we think we can do a, a pretty good job. It is challenging in D.C. Everything has doubled in cost up there. So, um, but we are excited about our seminar, and you'll be getting a lot more information about that. But we do have some legislative imperatives that we are carrying over from last year that we will be talking to legislators about when we go to the ill and at other times. Um, the first one is the Medical Device Non-Visual Accessibility Act. And um, Representative um, Schakowsky from uh, Illinois and um, reintroduced this legislation in the 118th Congress as H.R. 1328. The bill has 48 bipartisan co-sponsors, including four Republicans. So this is a really good start on this bill. This is the bill that is the most likely to do anything for us this year. And, um, and it is um, 
very, very well received. Um, we're still looking um, for um, uh, the Senate bill to come out, and it is a priority, and uh, we strive to make this uh, bipartisan as well, of course. So that is the first one that we are doing, and um, it's very critical. The next one um, is going to be really kind of an update, and that is the uh, uh, Communications Video and Technology Accessibility Act, and that was introduced by Senator Markey of um, Massachusetts and Re Representative Eshoo um, from California, and this uh, and this was introduced reintroduced in July. This particular legislation expands the audio description requirements to all television, cable programming, and online streaming services, requiring accessibility of video conferencing services and expanding the National Deafblind Equipment Distribution Program. Um, the Senate bill is uh, Senate uh, Bill uh, S. 2494 and the house bill is hr 4858 and more information about the cvta is available at a website which is www.cve i'm sorry cvtaa.ess.org again that's www.cvtaa-ess Org. So um, that, that one is also in, in pretty decent shape. Um, and, and because it's been alive before, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an, an updated version, but we've had a CTVAA before. So it's not that this is a completely new idea. And um, Senator Markey is just a bulldog on this stuff. So we really appreciated um, his work there. Our third imperative that we're still moving forward on is the Websites and Software Applications Accessibility Act. And we are continuing to collaborate with um, the American Foundation for the Blind, the National Federation of the Blind, and the National Disability Rights Network as we work toward reintroduction in the 118th Congress by Senator um, Duckworth of Illinois and Representative um, Sar Sarbanes uh, from Maryland. So um, at this point, we really don't know if we're going to get this one introduced, but it has very strong support in particularly the, the blind biz. And I will tell you that for the last two or three years, um, ACB and NFB have worked very collaboratively on our, um, on our legislative imperatives. And one year, many years ago, um, and I've really taken this to heart, and I've definitely said this to the uh, president of NFB, very recently, in fact, um, that someone had told me, a, a, a um, legislator told me, uh, with every confidence that this wouldn't happen, well, if you all blind groups would agree on something, we'd do it for you. And, of course, we just weren't always doing that. But right now, on these important issues, we are. So I need to go back and see if I can get him to do it for us, because he said he would. So because we, we do have um, you know, uh, community support across the board on these. 
We have one more item that has been an imperative, and we encourage it to uh, move forward, but we know that uh, this year it probably is not, and that is the Exercise and Fitness for All Act. Um, and Senator Duff- Duckworth's staff is, um, has stated that reintroduction is unlikely this year, and we are continuing to raise um, the need for accessible fitness and exercise equipment with um, corporate partners and uh, during the uh, regulatory po- processes when appropriate. Um, we anticipate this bill being reintroduced in 2024. And I will tell you on the ACB side of this that we have re-energized and re-initiated uh, our um, get up and get moving campaign as not so much a campaign but as an overall health and fitness initiative within ACB and you'll be hearing more from them but they we have a number of which is how we lost um, Clark to Nike we have a number of relationships with developers of fitness equipment and and related things so again we legislation could speed these things along but we're trying really hard behind the scenes to work on this super important area both in terms of the exercise equipment and also health management equipment Um, and you know that we had three resolutions last summer related to this topic so obviously this is important to our members and the next item I want to quickly hit is um, uh, digital inclusion And um, under uh, website accessibility, the the U.S. Department of Justice published an ADA Title II website and mobile application accessibility notice of proposed rulemaking um, on August 4th. And this NPRM is a great first step to ensure that programs, services, and activities of state and local governments when provided through websites and mobile applications are accessible to people with disabilities. ACB collaborated to submit comments um, by the deadline in October, and we worked with a number of agencies and organizations on that. On the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC voted 4-0 to to approve a report and order and issue a notice of proposed rulemaking to require the accessibility of video conferencing services and affirm the video conferencing services are subject to the accessibility requirements of advanced communication services under the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act of 2010. ACB filed comments in uh, collaboration with the Audio Description Project, the Sight and Sound Impaired Committee, and the Information Access Committee to ensure video conferencing services are accessible to people who are blind, low vision, and deafblind, and compatible with audio description and visual image descriptive services, and that was done in September. Um, You all know that we've been working on accessible currency, and ACB met with the Bureau of Engraving and Printing regarding the progress being made on the accessible $10 bill on June 8th. Um, The Bureau of Engraving and Printing confirmed that they are on track to produce the new um, $10 bill with the high contrast large font numeral and raised tactile feature by 2026. Time's running out, guys. The uh, Federal Reserve 
board will communicate the completion of the note and enter the new $10 bill um, into circulation. Um, currently, um, the, they, the Bureau is in the third feasibility test of the physical note, which they hope to include um, around the uh, end of November. Next, uh, they will conduct technical instrumental quality, um, TIQ, testing for the currency production and printing equipment. Um, this will be followed by large batch printing trials before the new $10 bill is produced in high volumes and shared with banking equipment manufacturers to configure their equipment to handle and process the new notes. It's a big job. Um, we will continue to hold uh, regular meetings with the U.S. Treasury and um, continue the progress uh, through each of these phases of testing and online production for the next meeting will be, and their next meeting was actually in September. Um, and Dan Spoon invited them to bring this $10 bill to the leadership conference, and they're considering it. So we'll see if they do, but I said we need to see it. We want to we see the money too. Um, under transportation um, on, on autonomous vehicles, um, ACB led a sign-on letter advocating for legislation to create a national framework for the research, testing, and development of accessible autonomous vehicles, AVS, and filed comments supporting expanded AV services in California and New York. Um, on August 10th, the California Public Utilities Commission voted three to one to allow autonomous taxi service, um, Google's Waymo and uh, General Motors Cruise in uh, San Francisco. And ACB is continuing to work with these companies to ensure their services are accessible to individuals with disabilities. Um, one of our members, Ron Brooks in uh, Phoenix, has been regularly uh, riding around in one of these to some of his appointments. So, wow, <laughs> that's pretty cool stuff. Um, on the whole topic of rideshare, um, ACB held the first blindness community listening session with representatives from Uber during the 2023 annual conference and convention. And NFB got a lot of um, publicity for theirs, but we'd actually had ours two or three weeks earlier than them at our convention and uh, had a very good interchange with them. This provided an opportunity for Uber to share the work they are doing to make their service more accessible and usable by people with disabilities, and it allowed ACB members to raise issues of praise and concern, and maybe condemnation, with rideshare services. <laughs> ACB is also continuing to work with Uber and other partners on access to rideshare services for service dog handlers. So that's been... Page four. My name is Natalie Couch, and I am the Member Services Administrative Assistant for the American Council of the Blind. So my main function is to, um, so the ACB community, which started on March 17th, I believe, of 2020, um, my main function is to work with that, and we average over 100 calls per week. So I get the privilege of putting together that schedule and helping coordinate all the hosts for those Zoom calls. So um, with 100 events a week, I decided instead of just sitting here 
educating you on all of the calls. Um, I am actually going to have my Zoom host share her screen because I am going to have some of the presenters introduce their calls. Lucy, if you could please play that. Welcome to It's Playtime. Welcome to ACB Presents. Welcome to Games to Play with Lady A. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Unmute. You have reached Desi's Friday Morning Diner, and we are in Christian Book Chat. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sunday Edition. So anyway, it's free to be me. Welcome to Bookability. Welcome to Accessible Online Games. Welcome, everybody, to ACB Crafters Needle Knitting. This is the personal finance and investing class. Welcome everybody to Tar Hill Tailgate. Welcome everyone to Prayer Cafe. This is the Breakfast Bus. You have landed in blindness and more. Welcome everybody to Get the Scoop. Hi everyone, welcome once again to Sports Roundtable. Welcome to the Community Events Town Hall Meeting. Welcome to another session of It's Electric. I want to welcome you all to the latest episode of the Demand Our Access podcast. Welcome to Manic Monday. Welcome to Healthy Living Support Group. Oh, this is the book chat call. And welcome to A Blind View. You are in creative journey. Welcome to another edition of the Mac Club. So welcome everyone to Weekend Braille Together. I want to welcome you all to Let's Talk Low Vision. Welcome to Untangling Transportation. Hello, you're listening to the Jewish Era Today. You are listening to ACB's Home Garden and Agriculture this is Herbie's Cooking Corner. Welcome to Doing Braille Digitally. This is ACBDA, Living Better with Diabetes. Welcome to JC's Community Corner. Welcome, everyone, to the basic iPhone class. Welcome to Blind Cell 101. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to Behind the Music, your song, your story. And welcome to Recipe Swamp. So hello, everybody, and welcome to Abacus Made Simple. Welcome to another installment of A Message of Love. Welcome to Helpful Hints on Using Homophones. Welcome to Table Talk Thursday. Welcome once again to In Perspective. And welcome to our Living With No Vision call. You have landed on the community couch. Welcome to another gospel saying. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Judy and Lucy's Music Memories. Welcome, everybody, to Deciphering Dots. This is Let's Encourage Each Other with Scripture. Welcome to the Classical Music Place. Welcome everyone to Neighborhood Coffee Clutch. On behalf of the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, this is your Tuesday support group call. Welcome everybody to Community Karaoke. All right. So I thought that would be more of a fun way to um, let you all know the different categories of calls that we have. Um, that file was actually used for a presentation that um, Cindy Hollis and I did in at the end of September for 
um, code for good. So that was that was kind of fun. Um, but the community um, is we were you know Patty and Rosario were talking about um, you know we we need to just kind of not sit around and, and mope and to go out and, and do things. So um, yes, the community is virtual and it really does not get you out you know in in public but if you are living in somewhere that is rural or you you know you you have transportation issues or at least this is a way to still be social um and you know the the community is i don't know it's it's awesome it is it is my passion um and I don't even know what to say about it because I am I am just so super grateful that um, I got this job because as I tell everyone it is my dream job because I get to wake up every morning and know that I am working for an organization that does so much to help other blind people and um, and you know to to educate and all the um, legislative things that we do. And it's just awesome for me to get to wake up every morning and jump on Zoom and, and get on ACB Presents and because those people kind of become like your family. And so I didn't get to do it today. So I got to, you know, I, I had to miss all the goofy answers that we probably got for the question of the day. And um, it's, you know, the, the community does become like family. And if we don't hear from people, you, you kind of start to to worry about them. So if any of you ever say that you can't find anything to do during the day, then as our host Lucy Edmonds usually says, I don't know about you. Yes, that's it. Hold on, Lucy is trying to talk. I don't know. We can't hear her in the room. Oh. Can you talk, Lucy, please? Hello. Okay. I'm yep. Here. You're good. All right. Go ahead. Okay. So um, when Dan Spoon was president, he wanted to start a committee to help support the um, the community. So um, we were formed in December of 2021, and um, our purpose is to handle or, or help to support uh, Natalie and Cindy Hollis in handling uh, – making new guidelines for community calls and hosts and all that. So if you attend community calls and have any questions or problems with a community call, there's an email address that you can send that that to, and we can deal with it as a committee. And um, that email address is acbcommunity.committee at gmail.com and there are lots of volunteers that help to make the community run smoothly and help Natalie and Cindy and uh, we started a volunteer recognition program in January of this year and so we've had 10 winners now and they receive a $25 gift card to the place of their choice and it's all based on community participants uh, nominations so um, that's that's really been good it, it 
you know, not so much to receive the gift card, but just to receive some recognition for their hard work and a little pat on the back. So, um, so thank you very much, Natalie. Thank you. You're welcome. And if you all, I forgot to mention, if you all would are not receiving the daily schedule so that you can come to all of those fun calls that you have just heard about, um, you can feel free to send an email to community at acb.org. And as we like to say on ACB Presents, when you do that, if you please, in the subject line, we'll put, like, subscribe me to the daily schedule. And then in the body of the email, um, please put your name and your email address so that the our definition of AI can um, put your information into the database um, and our definition of AI in community is not artificial intelligence it is awesome individuals um, <laughs> so um, that is how you can go ahead and receive that daily schedule if you would like to be a part of that and if for some reason if you cannot use email you can call um, 800-424 8666 and use extension 1024 and listen to a reading of the weekly schedule. However, that is only recorded once a week, so um, no changes are reflected. And um, email is really the way to stay in the know because it has all the cool Facebook groups and sponsor links and um, all of that fun stuff. Any other questions in the room or anything? Yes, let me see if we can get you. We'll let Debbie be the last. I just want to say, it's, it's pretty phenomenal, guys. Just think about it. The first call, did you say, Natalie, March I think it was March 17th. Of 2020. Yes. Do you guys realize we, we hit that shutdown when? March 15th? The way that ACB pivoted immediately to providing support for the blind community to have access to other individuals immediately. That's phenomenal, guys. And I'm, I'm such a believer in ACB, and uh, thank you um, for whoever is responsible for that, <laughs> the leadership uh, of ACB. It, it's pretty phenomenal. We're, we're pretty blessed to have such a good leadership. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Debbie. And thanks, KCB, for giving me the opportunity to um, come promote my job or well what i do so that's the uh, same thing yeah <laughs> all right thank you so much natalie for uh doing that if you have questions about the kentucky council of the blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.
ongoing issue. Um, pedestrian um, environmental access, the public rights of way accessibility guidelines, uh, PROAG, were finalized and published in the Federal Register on August 8th. ACB is, uh, has been busy drafting a letter to the Department of Justice and the Department of Transportation um, to um, address some of the issues related to the proposed rulemaking and that we plan to file comments when that is actually uh, available. We've been sort of going back and forth about the letter. I probably have another variation of it in my mail right now. All right, I'm going to thank you all, and thank you so much for having me this weekend. It's just, it is really fun to be together, and I am so thankful for this opportunity to spend time with all of you.